Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of my social enterprise. My name is Rui. For those who don't know me, I am a Malaysian growing up in the southern state of Peninsula Malaysia, Johor. While I studied in different countries before, I am a graduate from Master in Social Entrepreneurship at Goldsmiths University of London. So this podcast is my new vision for 2021 for myself, hoping to increase awareness about social enterprise movement in Malaysia to my Malaysian friends and also my international friends. If you are listening, thank you so much to tune in. I will try my best to introduce as many social enterprise and social entrepreneurs to you as I can to keep you inspired. So today we are going to talk about how farming teaches us to love ourselves and our loved ones with the co-founder of Follow Farm, Will Chua. You might be confused on how farming relates to self-love and care to others. However, I was enlightened by Will after my visit to Follow Farm. So, what is Follow Farm? Follow Farm is a community organic farm that located in Ulutiram, Johor, Malaysia. The vision of Follow Farm is really simple, and is actually shown on its name itself. It is to feed our loved ones. The social enterprise aims to feed their loved ones with health-giving veggies. Secondly, they want to feed people's hearts and minds through creating space and activities for the community. Today, they are serving 150 families with their community-built farm, and they are doing a lot of interesting collaboration with businesses and schools. They are also working hard to close up the gaps of the food system. All right, I shall stop here and let Will to tell you more about his story and the story of Follow Farm. Hi, Will. Hi, Wee. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks so much for inviting me to Follow Farm before the MCO 2.0. That's really lucky. I'm so grateful, and thanks to be the first guest of my podcast. So, first of all, would you mind to introduce yourself and also Follow Farm to the listeners to the audience? Yeah, thank you, Rui. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed your visit and uh, enjoyed sharing and hearing your sharing about your your passion. Uh, yeah, very honored to be here to be the first guinea pig. Uh, so hi everyone who's listening. My name is Will. I'm one of the co-founders of Follow Farms. Uh, Follow means feed our loved ones, as Rui mentioned. Uh, So we started about uh 2013, so almost seven years ago now, and uh, it was started by uh six families. So five of the families uh are all we are all childhood friends from Johor. Uh, one of them, one of us are is from Singapore. One of the founders, and also we the sixth family is actually uh our teacher Sifu. Uh, he is Mr. Alek. He is from uh, Johor Bahru as well. So six families started the farm in twenty thirteen. Ah, really, the when we first started the farm, it was just ah, uh, all of us trying to get together to, well, in a nutshell, feed our loved ones. We wanted to ah uh, find a way to grow good food, ah, uh, healthy, organic, and ah, uh, 
nutrient rich for our own families. So we did not have big dreams to to uh you know to become a listed company or anything like that. We just wanted to feed our loved ones. But once we started uh, on that uh, over the years, uh, more and more uh, families and friends came this, uh, was interested in what we do and wanted to participate and volunteer and also eat our the produce that we produce locally. And and so now we like like we said we we are now at a at a place where we are feeding uh 150 families and they're all friends and families and friends all word of mouth and uh, everybody gets a box of vegetables every week uh, depending on whatever the farmers farm and we are very local and the other thing that we do is we have grown to become uh the only uh farm in in possibly the country that is uh recycling food waste three three thousand kilograms of food waste every day so we have a little truck that we drive around Johor Bahru and we work with, uh, like Rui mentioned, we work with business businesses that have uh, generate food waste from hotels to restaurants and uh, food, food processing factories. And we work with them on a totally free basis, not non-profit. So it's a, uh, and we, we give them uh, bins and they give us food waste without uh, contaminated by plastics or anything like that. So it's a partnership that we've been going on, doing for seven years. And uh, we collect that food waste and we make our own compost. As uh, Rui experienced that on our farm, uh, both, yes. both solid and liquid compost. And we from there, we, we use that compost and we grow the, the best food that we can, local food, uh, veggies and, and fruits for, for our families. So that's sort of, in a nutshell, I think, what, what Follow does. And uh, today we, we are also helping, we try to help other people who have the same passion to, to do what we do, uh, uh, whether it's uh, growing food or starting their own uh, garden or learning about composting or even have land that they want to convert from oil palm into food. Whatever we can help, we, we will help. Lah. So, so today we are, we are working on some of these projects as well. That's really fascinating to be honest because i think it's really about um redesign the food system especially the food waste part and also like for information actually follow uh is an accredited uh social enterprise by magic because this podcast aims to you know like introduce what is actually a social enterprise and you had a kind of like a long introduction uh just now conclude what Follow Farm are doing. And then I think a lot of people kind of are not really familiar with the social enterprise concept. So can you, you know, like explain how, how do you differ from other farm and why are you a social enterprise? Right. Um, you know, this word is now very common, social enterprise. And I think we would find that uh, many people have many different kinds of definitions about social enterprise. But for me, really, um, any, any entro- entrepreneurial activity, whether it's business or otherwise, should be social or should be environmental. I think that should be the norm. Uh, so we all, have, we all have our social responsibilities in life. You know, if we think back to the old days, even if you are a coffee shop uncle, you know, you also are a listening ear to your neighbor. You are also 
you, you, you have a social and environmental responsibility. You, you know, you buy coffee from the local farmer, you, 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 you take care of the waste, you feed the ducks, you, you make your own compost. So I think what happened maybe in the last, I guess, 30, 40 years is uh, we have begun to, the system that we, that, that we created has begun to separate our natural, social, and environmental responsibilities away from entrepreneurship and profit-making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I think historically, uh, uh, if we look even further back, I think everybody, everybody has a social and environmental uh, uh, responsibility. So, so at Folio, I think we're just not reinventing the wheel. Uh, we are just coming, waking up to that fact and, and make sure that when we do something, uh, not only are we uh, financially trying to be uh, sustainable, that means we don't, want to, we don't want to rely on donations. We do rely on the generosity. We love the fact that we want people to be generous and give us their time and resources and, and donations here and there, but we don't want to rely on that. So we, so we, have a, we want to have a financially sustainable model uh, and we do. Uh, but on the, on the other hand, our main focus as a farm is our social and environmental mission. So we, we, are not, we did not set up follow. Like I said, in the, even in the early days, we did not set it up to make money. We yeah. set it up because of our loved ones. We knew that some of our loved ones were not well, were sick, chronically ill. We recognized that uh, mental and physical health, uh, environmental health, and uh, they all, they all, and you know, social ill being, they are all connected. And so we thought that we, we, by starting a community farm, we can address all of this. So our mission until today is still uh, health as the first priority to improve the health of our loved ones and our loved ones, loved ones and our friends, but also uh, to be able to, like you said, close the loop on our food system. Now we are yes. too much in an industrial capitalist food system that yeah, yeah. it's a linear system a linear. where everything is just in one line and i think for law firm is trying to make it into a circle yes so yeah. it's like generating regenerate the the resources that we all we have is available um currently and then how to reuse everything that we have because we all say that everything is actually the waste is actually gold Yes, I remember. I still remember <laughs> what you say. <laughs> and and you know, if we only need to look to the forest, you know, here in Johor, we have like still have Gunung Pulai and Panti, and if we go to the forest, we 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 can see that very clearly, right? Like a falling leaf, or a dead animal, or an insect that dies, or a bird that falls down. None of that is wasted, right? It goes back to the you know after a while, it becomes compost, and it goes back. And so we we are really just waking up to the the fact that. In order for for us to be a sustainable, whether it's a sustainable community or sustainable country or sustainable mm. earth, we need mm. to go back to that natural way of of uh, of uh, recycling and re re the circular you can call it the circular economy, right? And so, so that's really what we do, and that's really the core. I think the the core is our mission is social and environmental. The financial part is just a means to for us to achieve our mission. I think that's the how I would define social enterprise. You know, we and we we try to remind ourselves of that every day, and and that also makes social and environmental work uh, meaningful. Uh, it it makes it 
makes us resilient. We don't have to rely on donations from people who make money from the disastrous industries, you know. We, yeah, and, and we also we also don't have to rely on imported uh, uh, inputs, you know, uh, that have to travel so far, whether it's fertilizers or or, or pesticides that have to travel so far, you know. So we so just by doing one thing, which is a community farm that recycles food waste, we 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 take care of all these uh, systemic systemic issues that we see. Yeah, and and the other the other I guess just one more thing uh, about social enterprise is I believe in systems change, and so so for me, uh, uh, really follow is actually a rebellious thing that we are doing. We are. But we are non-violently rebelling, right? We are we are peacefully rebelling against what we see is a system that is not just, that is not, that is unfair, unfair to to the non-human Malaysians, the animals, the plants, the trees, unfair. You know, I think I remember we had this conversation that the the non-human Malaysians are the voiceless, the most voiceless yes, in, in yes. the country. You know, the animals don't have a voice, the insects, the earth, the the soil life doesn't have a voice. So we really want to rebel against a system that is unfair towards them. We also want to rebel against a health system that is too medicalized uh, and that's not preventive. Uh, and we want to rebel against uh, uh, a, 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 a food industrial complex that is so processed and, and so empty in, in terms of nutrients. And, and we want to really, I mean, rather than just complain, we want to just peacefully do that ourselves in our own community. Yeah, rebel against these things. Yeah, it's like doing things not in very rebellious way, in a peaceful way. And also, I remember when I visit the farm. Um, you mentioned about like the farm, the what do you call that? <laughs> the place, the the place that you do farm the veggies and all that. It's not a closed space; it's an open space. And it is actually relate to the concept called rewilding. Would you like to explain that? You know what you say that okay, I don't want to make this place a closed space. I want to bring the animals here. You know, attract the animals here, uh, and then see how how the nature rewild themselves. Mm. It's a very interesting concept. It's actually, and I I know that you are actually doing things experiment currently to make things uh, make the farm and the forest to rewild because we actually in Malaysia have a lot of problem with deforestation and also um, problem with decreasing of land landscape and landfill because of farming yes so thank you for for asking that question and I think it's very it's very important and it's not easy to understand but maybe I can try and simplify it for, for, for my own understanding as well. But um, really, if, you, if we look at uh, agriculture today, um, the, most, the most challenging thing is land um, because we are growing in our population and we need food. And so we need to grow food to feed ourselves. But on the other hand, uh, land is limited and we, the, the, the forest uh, uh, needs to occupy the land to do what the forest does, right? Give us our, our water systems, give, give us water, preserve our biodiversity, clean our air. There, there are a million things that the forest uh, do for us to sustain our lives. 
So when we have a, a way of growing food that is against, that needs land and as much as the forest, then we get a, a situation where we have to deforest to grow food for ourselves. So I think right now uh, in Malaysia and all over the world really, there's still this dualistic thinking that, oh, uh, there's competing land needs. We need land to build houses. We need land to grow food. So we have to take out the forest. We have no choice because of our own needs. But it doesn't have to be like that. I think uh, we can grow food. And over the years, uh, I have learned and we have learned that we can actually grow food with the forest, together with the forest. We, we don't have to be exclude the forest in our growing our food. And the forest... If we pay attention to the forest, the forest doesn't want want to exclude us in them. So for you know people for the if you read the history, uh, humans and forests have been together. You know, like uh, for for thousands and thousands of years, even before agriculture was invented, humans were already in the forest, living in the forest, growing forest, uh, foraging, cutting down some trees to make fire. Uh, uh, growing food according to the laws of the forest, you know. So, so I think for us is for us to wake up to the fact that no, no, we we don't have to compete with the forest for land. We can come together, and I think at follow that's the that's actually the what we are learning every day. We are experimenting. So if you go to our farm, uh, and we have you have uh, mm, you can yeah. see that some parts of our farm are very traditional. We're still you know clearing the land, creating beds, and growing vegetables but we don't want to remain like that because the more if we just have bits of vegetables growing then we are still not uh, completely in the forest and with the forest so what we are doing every day is we are finding new ways to grow in harmony with the forest and one of the things that we did as you observe is we decided not to grow in greenhouses fully netted greenhouses anymore because we want to and, and there's a lot of uh, beauty in that uh, well, the first thing is when we do this, when we grow in harmony with the forest, uh, we allow insects and predators and all that to come into our beds and all that. The first thing is we we create biodiversity. Uh, we uh, yes, we may have uh, some of our veggie veggies eaten and here and there, but what we are also doing is we are allowing nature to tell us what is meant for us and what is not meant for us. Uh, so so. So when we have a bit of, let's say, uh, leafy vegetables like chai seam or something, and we are growing that, uh, whatever that gr- is grown, whatever veggies that grow to adulthood that is, uh, that, that is strong, that is the veggies that we harvest. And that is what nature is giving us and what, that's what we eat. And we will f- you find that those veggies are the most resilient, most high immunity, high nutrient density, high photosynthetic rate. And when we eat that, we we become healthier, and that's what the that's what the people in the forest do. They harvest the veggies that are the strongest, and for those veggies that the insects eat, the pests come and destroy and so called destroy. We don't see them as we don't see them as enemies. We one we are actually providing food for them, but two they are also selecting away. They're renewing. They're selecting away the 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 system, the weaker plants of the system. And, and, and therefore, giving us, and giving us an indication is like a, market, a marker, an indicator, telling us, hey, these are the strong ones, these are the weak ones. And therefore, we eat only the healthiest and we give, they eat what they need. And then we begin to, like I said, 
become inclusive. Both we include the forest, the forest include us. Yeah, and and now uh, uh you, you know the the next experiment that we are embarking on is we are actually working in 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 Kota Tinggi with a friend who just bought a big piece of land and transforming oil palm into a a food forest. And and again, we are learning every day as we go. We are not experts, but we are applying agroforestry principles and we are saying, hey, can we grow, for example, a durian tree? Does it have to grow alone? You know, a durian tree is a jungle tree. Can we grow a durian tree right next to a banana tree, right next to a tapioca tree, right next to ginger? Just like how you find a durian tree in the forest, you know, and, and, and a lot of studies are showing that that makes the durian tree stronger. That makes the durian, uh, you know, uh, they work together as a family to protect one another and grow up together. You know, so we are learning how to grow a lot of different different species of uh, forests and fruit trees and vegetables in the same space, and and I to me that is very exciting. It's very because that will that will really send the message that we don't have to compromise forests to grow food, and that sends the message that we can actually regenerate the forest as we grow food. Not degenerate, but regenerate. So if we apply that across the whole country, our whole country will be reforested again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like the idea. I hope that it could be, you know, applied in different regions and the whole Malaysia because we have been against the law of nature for so long, for so long, and actually we have seen the rebound in last year. Definitely. So rewilding is actually. I, I myself exposed to rewilding concept last year when I was interned with my uh, the social enterprise, conservation social enterprise. So they say that rewilding is about letting nature to take care of itself and then bring the natural processes to shape the land and the sea, then repair the damaged ecosystem by themselves because the power of nature is so powerful that we actually don't know. So it's like... Mm. This project is going to be really exciting, I see. <laughs> yeah. I would like to visit one day, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we will be welcoming visitors soon. We are, and we, we learn together, you know. It's not it's because nature is so, like you said, so mysterious and so wonderful. Yeah. And it's time for us to observe and learn. Um, I think one thing that we, that I want, one, one point that I want to make is, is that we are not, we, are, we, are, we have been quite destructive in our ways. But at the same time, the same gifts uh, can be can be very regenerative. Like, uh, mm. like you know, like for example, you know, I think we talked about this when uh, you were at our farm. But like, like when when a wild boar is running in a forest, a wild boar that well, a wild boar is trying to survive, find food and everything. But actually, the wild boar also is playing its role in the system by digging holes, create water for for the tree. The wild boar is loosening the soil by digging the tapioca so that the ginger can grow, the seed of a tree can grow. You know, mm. when, a, when a monkey is climbing and picking bananas to survive, the monkey is also breaking branches for sun to come in to the forest for young trees to get sunlight. So every everything in nature is interconnected and everybody has a role. And so do we. We, we, we. When we walk into a piece of land, we can ask the land, actually, we can speak to the land and we can speak to the forest and say, how can I serve the regeneration of this place? And actually, if we are quiet enough, we get the answer. And and you know, look at our gifts. We can we can plan. We can organize organic matter. 
we can prune trees to stimulate growth. We can, you know, so so when we take part in rewilding or reforestate re- regeneration, uh, a lot of I think there's a lot of also people who are thinking rewilding means we just let it be and we just let the nature. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but if you but we can be a very active participant yeah. and actor in that. We can be pruning. We can be planting. We can be uh, casting seeds. We can be, you know, we can be doing all these things. And and you know, I've seen land in Malaysia that is so badly deforested that even after ten years, it still looks the same. You know, and 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 because the soil has been eroded so badly, and so I can't you you and naturally you know that if you are there and you have the right values and heart in place, you can help that soil grow come back faster you can help biodiversity come back faster we, we will make mistakes but but uh we can use our gifts given to us to to regenerate uh and learn through these mistakes and observe and, and write about it and share about it so i think i think we the important the important thing for me is at least after seven years is to see that hey we have a role we have a mission and the earth will tell us if we are once we are connected to the land, the earth, was the, the, the system, the forest there will tell us what is our, how can we use our gifts to regenerate. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you loved it and would like to know more about Follow Farm, check out Follow Farm on Facebook and Instagram. Also, remember to follow my.socialenterprise on Instagram for any updates for the podcast. I'll appreciate your comments and feedback for improvement. This is the part one of Wheels sharing about Follow Farm. Please stay tuned for the next episode for Wheels' more insightful sharing about farming, nature and love.